You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Welcome to 3 a.m., where we discuss and dissect the supernatural. I'm one of your hosts, Sean Gassaway. What's the scariest story you have? That's been one of our favorite questions for years. 3 a.m. is the result of asking that question over and over again. Stories we share are typically sourced from those we know, our listeners, and personal experience, the validity of which can be determined by you, the listener. While we might not have all the answers, we find the culture and lore surrounding paranormal events and unnatural occurrences fascinating. We hope you enjoy. Guys, we leveled up. We got headphones, so now we can actually hear ourselves talking and breathing and smacking of the lips. And DJ cooked us up something real quick. Just a couple jingles to tingle your, your ear holes. So <laughs> you'll see. You'll hear. You'll all see <laughs> and hear. <laughs> now, but welcome back. This is the 3 a.m. podcast. We're just a bunch of friends. We tell first and second hand scary stories, and we joke about them. <laughs> <laughs> My so, name is Charlie. My name is DJ. My name is Sean. I have an update. Ooh, let's hear. Same lady? Same person from oh! work. Wait, same person? Yep. So, this is our longest running story. Ongoing thing. I know. So, talk so, it to me. If you've listened to any of our last episodes, she has had some experiences in her apartment. Her roommates have had experiences in the apartment. She has a new roommate living there now. She said that she was she was sitting in their living room on a couch, and her roommate, the new one, was about ready to leave. And she was standing next to the front door with the front door kind of cracked open a little bit because she was about ready to take off. And then... Right as she was about ready to go out the door, the door closed. And she, like, opened up the door real quick, and there was no one there. So it looked like the sage didn't do everything. It could be the wind. It could not be the wind. (laughs) They also found out that one of their neighbors recently passed away. Oh, my gosh. He was an older guy. One of the neighbors passed away. She didn't say when, but they just found out he did just pass away. Also, for those who asked, he was not wearing a top hat or a trench coat. Okay, so you confirmed with her then? <laughs> yes. That's all the updates I have for now. We'll ask follow-up questions later. That's just weird juju. True. <laughs> weird energy going around. How much is rent? I know. They need to lower it. I know. <laughs> I know they get it, need to get that higher so them ghosts can't afford around. <laughs> I don't think it works. Like These are some lower class citizen ghosts for <laughs> sure. We need to gentrify that area. <laughs> That's cool. Thanks for keeping us updated. Uh, Is she like excited to run up to you and tell you and stuff? Yeah, she came up to me and told me like what happened with uh, the roommate and uh, about the neighbor as well. I didn't even ask her on this one. Oh, nice. So more updates to come. Dude, that's crazy. Well, I think (laughs) it's time for our next segment. 
Question. 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 You said you had some questions. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question. We can fire off a couple, see what works, what doesn't. All right. What's your scariest sleeping experience? Do you ever like when you're dozing off and you like twitch? Yeah. <laughs> I had the worst one I've had in my entire life last week. I was editing an episode. <laughs> it's, it's, it's late at night. I'm editing an episode on the couch. Just cutting out my 60th um. <laughs> and uh, I'm like sitting up with like a huge pillow behind me, so I'm really comfortable. And while I'm editing, I just doze off. And I don't know. It was probably like 10 seconds later. DJ's blessed with the gene of being able to fall asleep in <laughs> like 10 seconds. Or faster. <laughs> yeah. So with that, I fall asleep sitting up with my laptop on my lap and I twitch and wake up and I literally let both hands like punch the screen <laughs> of my computer and my laptop goes flying off my lap and it's a big sectional couch so it doesn't fall on the floor or anything but it like was so bad I like double punched. <laughs> And I, was like, punch. <laughs> I like sat there. I was like, did I really like, <laughs> well, good thing your computer's super new. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that thing is a, like a Hummer. <laughs> it's been through it. It's been through the trenches. It also came out when Hummers were <laughs> new. <laughs> were relevant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this isn't necessarily a scary thing, but it just came to my mind. And I kind of told you the other day, but I was when I live when I was still single and I was living with Sean and Jordan. I, I felt I was falling asleep on the couch. We're all watching a movie, <laughs> and it's hella late. It's probably like <laughs> three, three or four in the morning. <laughs> so I'm laying there, and Jordan comes out like wrapped in a blanket. <laughs> I'm like laying on the couch, like almost asleep. And he comes in and he's like shuffling around and not being quiet. <laughs> and he comes in and he lays down on the ground by me and he's just like, uh, 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 <laughs> just moaning. <laughs> and I'm laying there. I'm like, dude. And he just keeps, me, oh, 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 and just writhing in pain. <laughs> <laughs> so finally i was like bro shut up <laughs> well the, the thing is jordan is get sick all the time if jordan smells ice cream he has diarrhea that night. <laughs> that's how lactose intolerant this boy is <laughs> like this kid is constantly sick he's had whooping cough for like 27 years <laughs> <Yeah>. now <laughs> yeah so he has the plague and uh i was like enough is enough this is my time so i was like dude you all right and he's like Oh, I don't know. And I'm like, well, you know, can you keep it down? <laughs> and then, I don't know. I think he left the room and I went to sleep. Next day, <laughs> he ended up going to the doctor. <laughs> Turns out he was passing kidney stones. <laughs> so here he was literally dying and I'm just yelling at him to be quiet. <laughs> I'm like, dude, shut up. <laughs> so I felt like an ass. <laughs> that's too funny <laughs> that's too funny uh real quick for any new listeners first of all hi welcome we already introduced ourselves <laughs> but we didn't introduce jordan 
Oh, our fourth, our fourth, I guess, member <laughs> of the podcast. Uh, he's not with us anymore. Actually, he's still alive. He's dead. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he might as well be. Um, I grew up with Jordan. Jordan's one of our best friends. Uh, Jordan lived with these two guys in the Philippines for a couple of years, and then we were all friends when we moved to Utah. Mm-hmm. And he was he's he started the podcast with us. Mm-hmm. So it used to be four of us. But he's now in graduate school in China. Getting his MBA, boy. For like at least two years. (laughs) And now it's just us three. But Jordan, we miss you. We love you. (laughs) Just stop making noise at night. (laughs) (laughs) Just pass your stones quietly, dog. (laughs) You have anything? What was the question again? Strangest (laughs) sleep experience? Yeah, or any like scary or strange sleeping experience. Okay. <laughs> I actually just remembered one that also happened in that apartment when we were all living together with Jordan and Tom. My brother was living there too. Jordan would always sleep in the living room mm-hmm. on no, the couch. I think he slept in his bed zero times. <laughs> <laughs> and he also listens to Harry Potter to put himself to sleep very, every, every very quietly, right? Well, yeah, it was almost as quiet as a lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like level 32. <laughs> Which I had no problem with until stupid freaking Malfoy would come on. <laughs> Harry Potter, and I'm just super loud, and I would wake up, and he'd be asleep, and I'd walk into the other room and just turn it off more than a couple times. <laughs> and it was Malfoy every time. <laughs> he just got you. Just so annoying. It kind of reminds me. I had this one freaking weirdo uh, roommate who had this alarm clock um, <laughs> every morning. <laughs> Do you know what it was? Was it was it Shia? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this strange roommate of ours. So everyone has seen the viral video that was big, what, five years ago? With yeah. Shia LaBeouf in front of the green screen, just like roiding out. Screaming, Joss, do it. Chase your dreams. Make your dreams come true. <laughs> yeah, it's weird that I memorized it, but <laughs> just do it. Yeah, one of, one of our roommates had, had had that uh, for their That roommate alarm. was probably super motivated all the time to not let their dreams be dreams. It was Sean. Sean had that <laughs> alarm. And it would go off every morning like 6.45 or something. No, dude. Back then, I was still on night shift, so that was like 11 a.m. Oh, it felt like 6.40. <laughs> <laughs> That's because we were going to bed at 3 a.m. Yeah. So what dreams have you accomplished in the past couple of years? <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, you're single ass. <laughs> Not that dream. Just kidding. My dream is to be the last in my family married, so still working on that. Hey. <laughs> you're close. I once had a dream where I was with my entire eighth grade class. This was while I was in eighth grade. And one by one, I watched them all get murdered in this haunted house. And at the very end, the killer grabbed me and looked at me and he said, I will be back for you. And I woke up. Hmm. And then three years later, (laughs) I was supposed to be in a class, but I was ditching and sleeping. And I had a dream and these curtains opened and the same guy was standing there 
and he said, I told you I'd come back. I told you. And I was terrified. That's crappy. <laughs> yeah. There's one thing. <laughs> There's one sleeping thing for me. All the time, man, I wake up and I see things. And it's like, for instance, the latest one, I was in an Airbnb over the weekend. And I woke up and I looked up and there was a smoke detector on the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Except it was open and a camera was popped out and looking at the room. <laughs> and so I like looked up at it and I was like, what? The? And it like went like that and then went back up in the ceiling and it closed. <laughs> and I was like just staring at it. And it's like I'm awake, but I'm also seeing these things. It's I can't I don't know how to explain it. Just like the Sentinel from the Matrix. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I was like, they're filming us. <laughs> but yeah, I will see stuff like that all the time. Or I'll see, I'll open my eyes and I'll look at the door and I'll just see a hand and then it will just like. <laughs> there used to, growing up when I first started getting like a ton of sleep paralysis, Oof. I was like a, probably in my tweens. <laughs> <laughs> so the most dramatic part of my life. Um. I used to, like, I, I couldn't breathe, which is part of, like, almost everybody's sleep paralysis. And then I would see somebody, like, standing at the foot of my bed. Mm-hmm. Creepy. Did Happy. they have a top hat? No top hat. Hmm. It was, like, a shadow of a person. So I couldn't, like, make out a face or anything, but I could tell that there was somebody standing there and, is always the most terrifying thing. But I haven't had it in a long time. Probably since then. It's coming for your ass. Well, like I've had Damn. sleep paralysis, but I can like pull myself out of it before you it see. comes, before I see it, you know? So so you hear that sleep paralysis demon? He thinks he's getting away. Try me, boy. <laughs> yeah. Try me. Ugh. Question time's over. <laughs> Sorry. Ugh. We ready? I don't know. Anything else, y'all? That's good. We probably Let's, next next segment. Roll. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. I have benefited from therapy. In a way that it's allowed me to feel a lot more light, lightness in my heart, my head, my emotions. If that's something that you are needing, if that's something that's missing, uh, give therapy a try. Give BetterHelp a try. Uh, We want to hook you up um, by getting it off your chest. and it be a little lighter on the wallet, uh, go ahead and visit betterhelp.com slash 3am and you can get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 3am. Hi, I'm Sean McCabe. And I'm Carrie McCabe. We are, well, married, obviously, (laughs) but we're also obsessed with the darker side of things. True crime stories, alien abductions, poltergeists. If it leaves you scratching your head and keeping those lights on at night, we want to hear about it. That's why we host the podcast Ain't It Scary with Sean and Carrie. 
Every week, we bring our listeners a true story guaranteed to send chills down your spine, from history's most brutal serial killers to the mystery of spontaneous human combustion. Yep, lots of these stories leave unanswered questions behind, and you'll get to poke through the rubble of the evidence with a hardened skeptic and... Someone whose mind is more open to fun. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> You can find Ain't It Scary with Sean and Carrie wherever you get your podcasts and on social media at Ain't It Scary. Come play with us. <gasps> All right. Five. <laughs> so it's Sean, Charles, and then me, DJ. I'm pretty sure five is less than nine. Oh, I, th I thought I had two. Oh. <laughs> I don't know why it switched in my head. All good. Sean, me, Charles. Yeah? Yep. Yeah, so that's when we roll our 20-sided die. Highest numbers go first. So, Sean. All right. <clears throat> I'm going to start us off with a little heater <laughs> right now. <laughs> so uh, this is a uh, user-submitted... His name is Mike. He and his brother, Luke, and a friend of theirs, Evan, all decide to go camping one weekend. And this is Idaho area. So they go out camping in the woods. And these are like tall, like evergreen trees. And What's their names? Mike? Mike. Evan. Evan and Luke? Yeah. Oh, Luke. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so his name's Mike. Um, they go out here camping and it kind of starts getting dark earlier. So they kind of start, they turn in pretty early as opposed to what they would normally do. So they, he's sharing a tent with his brother, Luke, and they just, they're watching some TV on their laptop there in the tent. <laughs> and <laughs> do you think that's gross? No, dude. <laughs> like watching movies while hiking or like camping? No, nah, dude, like, what are you gonna, what else are you gonna do in the tent besides <laughs> sleep? Because <laughs> you're supposed to be like, you know, disconnect and be natural. Straight up, though, I love taking movies camping. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad I'm not the only one. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> when we went camping every summer with a bunch of different families in the area, um, family, friends. Wait, are you talking about in Hawaii? I'm getting there. Okay. <laughs> We would bring uh, the generator and the TV nice. and a couple Xboxes, system link that, <laughs> eight on eight, Halo 2, <laughs> man, that was the best. So DJ, that story, when I went camping. <laughs> <laughs> okay. When you're in Hawaii, how far can you really get? <laughs> like 42 steps. Yeah. <laughs> the backyard. Yeah. So... <laughs> There's no chance to be in a remote place, honestly. But okay, so you're down with it too. <laughs> yeah, we're Not all down. down with watching movies. So um, eventually, they fall asleep after they're watching a little TV, and in the middle of the night, sometime, Mike wakes up, and when he wakes up, he can't move. All he can do is move, just look around. And he can kind of see the inside of the tent because the 
the glow of the laptop is still on. So it must have been shortly after he fell asleep. Now, as he's just laying there, he's had sleep paralysis before. So it doesn't really bug him. He figures he'll get out of it here pretty quick. As he's laying there, not able to do anything, not able to make a sound there in their tent, he sees a shadow fall on the tent. And he said it was a big shadow. Was there moonlight or was the fire going on outside? I think the fire was still going on outside. So he sees this shadow outside the tent and then it starts to move around the tent and he just watches it with his eyes and he sees something put pressure on the outside of the tent and then take the pressure off, walk back around and it's like a stomping sound outside the tent. And then after a few minutes, he snaps out of it. He's able to move. So he sits up and he wakes up his brother. He's like, did you, did you see, hear that? Did you see that? His brother's like, no, I, I didn't hear or see anything. He's like, well, and like the, his first thought is, well, I was having sleep paralysis, so maybe it was that phenomena that happens. And because like of the seeing the, something, the seeing something. Okay. Then after thinking this, he kind of lays back down. He's like, okay, I can go back to sleep. It was probably nothing serious. They wake up the next morning. They go outside their tent. And um, it's common in these areas, north, uh, west, U.S., especially in grizzly territory, to hang your food in the branches. They, uh, had hung their food on a branch, and it was about a n- probably nine feet up above the ground. And they get out of their tent the next morning, and they see the bag just trashed. And all the food was just on the ground and had been rummaged through. Had it been eaten? Yeah, oh, yeah, it had been eaten as well. Hmm. And after looking at this, their friend uh, Evan, he's like, oh, it's a good thing that <clears throat> I left the dog in the car because looks like there was a grizzly that came around. After that, they uh, they all survived, went home, lived their lives. But I cannot think of anything more terrifying than being out in the woods and then having an episode yeah, and not being able to do anything. <laughs> yeah, all the episodes I've had is from the comfort of my own home. <laughs> not in the proximity of a grizzly. <laughs> I wonder, that's weird that it like coincided with seeing the grizzly. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder if there was like any use behind that. I don't know. That's pretty terrifying though. Like seeing something outside your tent, walking around, even putting pressure on the outside of the tent. Do you think it would be more scary or less scary if that wasn't a grizzly? Well, I think I think that it's kind of relief to know what it was and know that it's gone. Yeah, because if it wasn't a grizzly, you'd be like, what the hell was that? <laughs> it's crazy because you have no security in the woods unless you're guarded, like you have a gun on you or a True. knife. Yeah, but if you're also in the middle of a like a sleep paralysis, you have nothing. True. Uh, but and then you're in your tent, which is just a 
piece of cloth uh, held up by sticks. See-through cloth. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I hope you got a blanket. You got to get under that yeah. shit. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, as I was reading this submission, I was like, holy shit. Out in the woods, that is like something terrifying and all, all on its own. Mm-hmm. Plus... Sleep, sleep paralysis. paralysis put together. Plus, <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, this is nuts!" Evolutionary's best result for killing. <laughs> <laughs> Did the person mention anything about um, him telling his friends? Um, what do you mean? Because only he witnessed all of that. Yeah, he was the only one who witnessed it. He didn't say if he told his brother, mm-hmm. except for where he asked if his brother had up. seen anything that yeah. night. No. But that was it. Hmm. I think that it was probably just understood that's what it was when <laughs> they all woke up and saw their food that was nine feet in the tree just all over the ground. Bro, I'm probably going to butcher this, but when Kevin was like 14, and Kevin's one of our best friends. He was on episode five, Texas. Mm-hmm. I think he went around when he was around 14, he went on a camp out where they were going to sleep under the stars. And he said he was with this kid who was his friend. (laughs) I'm doing air quotes. Who thought it would be super funny if he put candy wrappers in his pillowcase. Psycho. (laughs) So Kevin went to sleep that night and woke up to something sniffing his head. (laughs) And he said he opened his eyes and he just saw a, the huge snout of a black bear and it was like <laughs> and it's like moving his head and he opened his eyes and he just went oh my gosh <laughs> and I think he yelled and his counselor or like scout guide or whatever was like you guys okay and they just see a bear get up and run away <laughs> straight attempted murder bro Freaking dickhead friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, your story d- reminded me of another story. Do you have another one? I, I have one more, but you can go, dude. Since it kind of relates, can it, I yeah, tell Yeah, let's it? go for it. So this person, I don't know if they, I didn't ask if they want to be named. So I'm just going to leave their name out. But uh, he and a bunch of other friends, maybe like six of them, were planning a, kind of a camping trip and well it, w- it was in a cabin like up in the mountains that they had to hike to and he was the only one who couldn't go with them at the start he couldn't get off of work for that day so he decided to get off work start hiking after work apparently this trail is kind of dangerous during the day so he didn't want to do it at night Especially because this was his first time. So he decided he's going to camp by himself overnight, like halfway. Mm-hmm. Before it starts getting really dangerous. Wake up in the morning and then go the rest of the way. Meet them in the morning. They're together for the next couple of days. So he packs everything, work work is done. And uh, he starts making his way out. Um, the sun's still up. And right before it starts to get kind of... Apparently, like part, like a good part of the trail, like went on like the ridge line. That's what he didn't want to do. So before that, right before that, he found a clearing that was maybe like 
40 feet wide. And he had a one-man tent. And he decided to uh, start settling down. So he sets up his tent. He has some dogs to roast over the fire. He's making dinner. He's chilling. Um, The moon's not super bright, but he has the fire going. And he's probably up for about three hours after the sun sets. So he's sitting in darkness for about three hours. And when it starts getting dark, he can hear things in the woods, just animals, birds chirping. Critters. Critters. um, Crittering. And (laughs) slowly as it starts getting darker, those sounds start to go away. And as the night goes on and he's just chilling, he's reading a book, he's feeding the fire every so often. He hears rustling out in the ridgeline of the clearing. And he doesn't think much of it. But after, I think within the last hour, it starts becoming more consistent. Like he hears it more and more. And subconsciously he's thinking about it because he's reading his book. He's really fixed it on that. Um, After a while, he notices that not only is it happening more and more, but it's circling around him. So at that point, he like keeps his book up, but stops reading and starts paying attention to the sound. And sure enough, this thing is slowly leaves crunching, branches breaking, bushes moving very faintly and slowly around the perimeter of this clearing. So he grabs his knife that he brought with him grabs his flashlight and goes out to the sound. Okay. Very well. confidently standing his ground. He goes to where he last hears the sound, doesn't see anything. And the sound stops. So he looks around a little bit more around that perimeter where the, the trees are. Nothing. So he stays up for a little while more, reads a little bit more of his book and then decides to call it a night. He leaves the fire going, though. He gets into his one-man tent, and he goes to bed. He wakes up in the middle of the night to the crackling of the fire. It's going not as strongly, but it's, it's still going. And he can hear this thing going around the perimeter. Oh, no. Again. And... It seemed as if as soon as he realized the thing would stop, like the more he would think about it and pay attention to it, the thing would slow down almost like it knew his thoughts. Don't like that. And this happened a couple times. Um, He didn't want to get up and get out. He was really comfortable. He checked earlier. He thought he was good. He was fine. So he decided to stay there until one time he's thinking, he's listening to it, it stops, and it doesn't continue going around the perimeter. 
you can hear it coming towards his tent. Oh, hell. And the direction that it's coming from is behind him. So he's laying down on his back and he's looking up at his tent. <laughs> and this thing or whatever it is is walking towards his tent. <laughs> and he watches. This is one of those A-frame tents. He's laying down, looking up at the, the roof of his tent, and he hears this thing coming closer, closer and closer, stepping on the grass. And he hears it stop right by his head. And he watches as a hand presses the top of the tent and pushes down slowly until the tent comes lower and lower right above his face. And he moves super fast as to, well, he, he's trying to get up and get out. And as he does that, the hand lets go. He can hear the thing hightail it back the other direction. What do you mean the thing? Is it a human hand? I think so. Dude, that's Sasquatch. Runs off. He gets out of his tent. And by that point, he can hear the thing way down in the woods. And he decides he's not going to chase it. He stays in his tent. He gets back in his tent. He stays there. After he thinks that the thing has gone away, like far enough where he couldn't hear it or see it, gets back into his tent, doesn't sleep, just lays there for the rest of the night. And as soon as first light hits, he gets up, packs up, leaves, meets up with his friends. Um, Where was he camping, like location? I can't remember. Was it Utah? No, it wasn't in Utah. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> okay, what's the worst case scenario and best case scenario of that situation? <laughs> worst case scenario. Yeah, there is no good scenario. <laughs> like, See what I was <laughs> the the best scenario is that was your friend who had also hiked up early and wanted to play a prank on you. I guess that's a best but case, yeah. He comes dangerously close to getting his hand stabbed. Cause I would have just F my tent. <laughs> <laughs> Right into the hand. Um, if I'm thinking about it too, as I'm like listening to this happen, if it was a predator, you probably wouldn't hear it. That's what I was saying. If it was a mountain lion, you wouldn't have heard oh, it. Oh, you wouldn't know. If it's a bear, you'd probably kind of hear it. probably hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it depends. On, that's why I was wondering like the location. But the hand. True. Well, yeah. that sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, there's a sense of being hunted. Or mm-hmm. being cased, you know, mm-hmm. that it, it walked around for an hour, waited till you fell asleep. And then just rolled up on you. Pushing down on that tent. <laughs> yeah, what was the Hearing that thing coming behind you, like above your head. See, Ugh. that's why it's got to be like some inbred redneck, dude. Because like, why would they do that otherwise? <laughs> there was no end game. <laughs> there was no end game. <laughs> Who's out in the mountains doing this? You need to stop. <laughs> stop being <laughs> creepy. <Yeah. laughs> oh, I hate that. Yeah, that's <laughs> scary, dude. It was a fun one. You said you had one more. I got one more. Shoot. So down down in Arizona, there is a canyon that's just south of Kingman. Now, Kingman, Arizona is pretty much the desert. <laughs> like most of Arizona. 
This canyon just south of Kingman, though, is called Slaughterhouse Canyon. And if you go to this <laughs> Arizona's canyon, wild with their names, dog. <laughs> they have Su- Superstition Mountain, <laughs> Slaughterhouse Canyon. <laughs> Don't give up. But Murder Your Children Highway. <laughs> Like the Grand Canyon. What? <laughs> oh, oh. They just start stealing names from movies. It's like Haunting in Connecticut River. <laughs> yeah, like... So what's up, Arizona? <laughs> so um, if you're to go to Slaughterhouse Canyon, the legend is that you will hear the sound of children screaming. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Less Native American, more white uh, yeah, yeah. children. In sh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Is that Italian? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. My Totino's a pizza rolls. Potticelli. <laughs> <laughs> like that? Well, kind of, except for their starving <laughs> like children. Wait, so what? they probably weren't talking about Totino's. Starving children? Starving children. Well, they probably were talking about Totino's. <laughs> They're like, what am I freaking the one that Totino's. I am a starving. <laughs> well, I personally have not heard them ask about bagel bites. Okay, okay go back. <laughs> so you if can, you go like hiking or walking or driving, like what's the scenario? Anywhere in this canyon, yeah. And... and Actually, I think the legend goes if you stay overnight, Ooh. you will hear the screaming of these children. <laughs> but daytime, you I. <laughs> you I. Um, 1800s, there was a gold rush, and there was a farmer and his family that decide to, for some reason, stay in this canyon in the middle of the desert. <laughs> they, uh, and... and a lot of the time back then, the the guy would go out and he would go hunting. He'd be gone for a few days. He'd go into town, be gone for a few days. He would freaking go try and find gold. He'd be gone for a week or two. So that was just the case back then. So one time, he ends up going to try and find gold. He's trying to pay for his family. Maybe they were trying to get further west where it wasn't as bleak. But after a few weeks, they receive word that he is missing. Nobody knows where he's at. He probably ended up dying in Superstition Mountain, (laughs) which is actually hundreds of miles away, so probably not. But um, after finding out that her husband had gone missing... And in this time, more than likely, that means he's dead. She just goes into a fit of depression. And in this depression, she... The way the legend goes, she puts on her wedding dress. Oh, my gosh. And goes around finding her children. They're all crying from starving and screaming and starts killing them to put them out of their misery. And the details are pretty gruesome. They say that she chopped the children up and threw them in the river and then hung herself by a tree. She couldn't take what they said was the sounds of her children screaming, reverberating off of the canyon walls. Drove her mad. Drove her mad. 
Mm. And even now, you can go to the canyon and if you stay overnight, you can hear those children screaming for yourself. If you knew that would happen, but you'd come out okay, would you still go? Wait, if you knew what would happen? Like you the go children? camping and you hear Oh yeah, I would do it. Okay, Sean, go do it. I've been there before. Oh my gosh. Sean, go and vlog it. <laughs> would you do would you do it? I, I think I would if I went with a group of friends. That's the only way I'm doing this. No, I wouldn't go by myself. Hell no. I mean, it's basically the same. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so what kind of drove her mad at the very end? Was the sound of her children screaming and just crying, echoing off of these canyon walls. I can really relate to that with that uh, alarm clock that went off for years. <laughs> well, you didn't cut anybody <laughs> up and throw them in the river. I got close. That was when we were living at the river house, though, so... <laughs> That's terrifying. I thought of The Shining when you were talking about the kids or the mom chopping the kids up. Oh. When Danny's riding his tricycle and he sees the twins. Come play with us, Danny. He sees pieces of them all. Oh, yeah. Laid out on the the hallway. Mm. That's terrifying imagery, man. Yeah. Wedding dress, murdering your kids. You know what it reminds me of? Hmm. One of the most gut, gut wrenching scenes in cinema in my opinion is in shutter island oh yeah when leo comes home to discover what his wife has done oh my heavy i'm not gonna say any more about it but it is a powerful scene and it reminded me of that just like yeah yeah no i could i could definitely see that oof so, if you're brave enough, go to Slaughterhouse Canyon. Where in Arizona is this? So, it's in between Vegas and Phoenix. There's like a state highway that goes to, from Vegas to Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Um, you pass by there. I've taken that like so, twice. Yeah, so you'll go from Vegas down to the freeway that just goes right across the middle of Arizona. <coughs> mm-hmm. So, you're on this freeway for a little bit, and on that freeway is Kingman. And then you get on another highway that goes to Phoenix, but just south of Kingman is where this canyon is. Kingman is a town. Yeah. Oh, okay. But you don't hear you don't hear them in the day, as far as I know. So you ate in the light, mm. but not at night. Accurate. Mm. So the kids are nocturnal. <laughs> oh, fuck. They kill their ass too. They're yelling at night. <laughs> I said, "Shut up." We still don't got no food. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> you ask me about pizza rolls one more time. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Totino's is trash. Anyway. <laughs> Bryce still asks with Totino's, though. I still ask with it, too. Red Baron or get out my face, mm. dog. Red Baron is the gold standard for frozen Bro. pizzas. I yeah. ain't got the luxury of being picky with my pizza. Bro. Yeah, we already know about your history. <laughs> I, like, I was a latchkey kid, kid, but at least I had, like, Red Baron, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so I was alone in class. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, I wonder what onion grass pizza would taste like. <laughs> oh, but if you just sat there good. and let your saliva pool in your mouth and then swallowed that, it would taste like that. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it was <laughs> close. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You, you good? Yeah, yeah. You good? I'm good. Okay, I'm good. I, I, I. Wow. Thanks for your story, Sean. 
Now, DJ. My story comes from a firefighter. Ooh. And he's a first responder. Dispatch calls in over the radio. I don't know exactly how it works. I don't know when this happened. Um, so if it happened differently, maybe it was a different time. Maybe they do things differently in different states or something. I don't know. But uh, this is a story that I have, so you're going to have to take it. Uh, <laughs> goes out on the radio, and basically the dispatcher says, we have a 65-year-old woman who's locked out of her house. She needs help getting in. So he decides to take it because as a firefighter, he thinks, you know, worst case scenario, we'll need to force entry. We're equipped and trained for that, or at least I am, you know? So he's going on the way there. He doesn't think he needs anybody to go with him. So he just goes by himself. And he gets there, and it's about dusk. And the first thing he notices is all the lights on the house are off. And all the lights in the house are off except for one. The room on the second floor has this little figurine sitting on the window and a candle that's lit. So that's the first thing he notices because everything, everything else in the house is off. So... Not sure what it is, but that's the first thing he notices. So he's walking up the driveway, sees uh, the old lady. She's at the back of her van, and he says, good evening, ma'am. Um, I'm here to help you get into your house. Um, he says, "If you like, what happened? So she says, well, I just got home, and... I went grocery shopping and he can see her grocery bags in the trunk of the of the van. Mm-hmm. The hatch door is open. And she says, I was just taking groceries in and out of the house. And when I came out of, or when I came out again to grab another load of bags, um, I closed the door and it locked. I, I didn't realize that I locked it at the same time. I can't get back in. And I need to get back in because my mom's in there. How old is she again? 65. Yeah, so this lady is 65, so the man thinks about that real quick. He's like, Quick wow. math. Yeah, quick, quick maths. <laughs> this lady at is at like least 85. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he's like, oh, that, that's totally fine. Um, is your mom not able to open the door for us? And she says, oh, no, my mom passed away six years ago. Um, okay. But she's here. Is her urn able to roll over and <laughs> unlock the door? <laughs> uh, she says she's she's here with us, uh, and she, she lets us know. And he's like, okay, well, let me look around the house real quick just to, like, scan the perimeter, make sure, you know, everything's okay. He He's giving her the benefit of the doubt. And trusting her that, you know, that's what happened. He can see the grocery bags in, in the car and everything. Um, checks the doors. It's all locked. He's walking around. He doesn't see anything strange. It's fine. Um, he does find one of the windows that he tries to move up. And it's unlocked. So he moves it up. And before he uh, hops in, he goes back to the front of the house. 
And he says, I did find one of the windows. I was able to open it. It was unlocked. Do I have your permission to get into the house and then I can unlock it for you? And she says, sure, sure. Um, go ahead. And he's like, okay. So he goes around back. He radios and he says to his buddy or whatever, <laughs> says, hey, I'm going into this house. I'll if, let you know if I need anything. If I don't come back. <laughs> <laughs> but he doesn't see anything inside or outside that's strange or off-putting so that he doesn't call for backup. He just tells them what's going on, his status. So he hops up, climbs through the window, and he jumps inside the house, and as soon as his feet hit the floor, boom, click. What? Here's a click, and the lights turn on in the house. And he's weirded out. So he, like, hurries over to the front door, unlocks it, opens it, walks out to the lady and says, your door is uh, unlocked and your house is open. But when I went inside, the lights turned on. And this woman says, oh, yeah, that's just my mother. I told you she's here with us. And she lets us know by little things like that, turning the lights on and off and, and whatnot. And she's totally, like, fine with it, you know. And he says, okay, okay. Still giving her the benefit of the doubt, like, this is your mother, but just for the safety of all of us, I want to look throughout the house first. <laughs> and before I do that, I want to call one of my friends. So he radios one of his friends within minutes. Broke your ass down here. <laughs> <laughs> within minutes, this dude shows up, he explains the situation. They're like, all right, let's go look. So when the, uh, by, the, by this point, him and the old lady are in the house together. And uh, he helps her bring the groceries in. And the friend shows up, walks into the door. And the friend whispers to him, he says, did you notice a candle upstairs? And he says, yeah, that was kind of weird, but I guess we'll see what's up. So friend gets there and they decide to check the entire house, every room. Bottom floor, fine. They have the upstairs. Mm-hmm. So... The main dude of this story starts walking upstairs and doesn't hear anything upstairs. Thinks he's okay, but he's still a little cautious. They're slowly going up. They get to the top of the stairs. Nothing. He goes to first room, looks through. Everything's normal. He's going through and he saves the room facing the street with the candle in the window for last. He opens it. The first thing he notices is that the room is dark and the candle is out. He looks around. There's no vents. The window is closed. And everything seems normal. Like he doesn't find anything besides the fact that, you know, a light just clicked to turn on and that the candle blew out what seems like by itself. So he and his friend, his friend is already caught up on everything that's happened so far. They're pretty creeped out. So they start to exit the room. And as they walk towards the stairs to head downstairs, the door behind them closes. And they hurry downstairs. They look behind. Nothing's there. They, hur- they hurry downstairs. <laughs> they get to the bottom of the stairs and the, the, stair, the light for the hallway, click. 
turns off behind them <laughs> and the, uh, the the 65 year old lady is in in the in the, in the living room she watches them as she come, as they come downstairs and she says see mom's here <laughs> uh, and they're like okay well uh, as long as you and mom are okay we haven't found anything else like that's actually threatening uh if you think like that's your mom <laughs> then we'll we'll leave you be and uh he he says one thing is uh i would uh suggest using an electric candle just to avoid you he's know he's a firefighter you know he's a firefighter he sees the hazard <laughs> he's all check the lint trap yeah behind the dryer <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so I would advise you to use an electric candle or battery-powered candle um, just to avoid any accidents. And uh, we'll be on our way. And uh, they leave. And nothing else happens, but they, they can't explain the, the lights turning on and off for them, you know, guide, almost guiding them through the house. Mm-hmm. The door closing behind them. Um, he says once in a while he'll be in that neighborhood and drive past and he'll see the candle lit in the window. Oh my and gosh. He, no. He says, well, she didn't take my advice. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see that Disney Channel original? Was it Smart yes. House? Yes. <laughs> Smart House, that Disney Channel original. That's mm. what it could be. <laughs> Actually, my first thought was those clapper lights when he like Lands in the house. I was like, maybe she's got one of them clapper lights. <laughs> but not the rest of it. In Smart House, it's his like 14th, 14th birthday. And him and his homies plan a choreographed dance for their birthday. <laughs> and I used to think that was so sick. <laughs> <laughs> and my birthday's coming up, boys. So, oh, anyway. Uh, hey, whatever, dude. <laughs> that's wild as a first responder. I'm sure there's so many times where you get into situations and you're like, oh, please, <laughs> please get me out of this. <laughs> I can only imagine. Yeah. When I said he got into the house the first time, jumped through the windows, boom, click. What did you think it was? Because I, I saw you like tense up. Like a ghost. Oh, okay. Like a presence. Or, At first, the way I described it, I was thinking like somebody with a gun. I was going to say, or yeah, someone was in the house and they were like, right when he did it, they were like, oh. <laughs> Buckshot. What's that from? Dave Chappelle. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's from something Buckshot, else. Bird Birdshot, Buckshot. Buckshot. Oh, I think it's from also him. in uh, Peanut Butter Falcon, too. So oh, yeah. This yeah. is Buckshot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It's like I just saw something with that. Anyway, no, that would be terrifying. I would recommend to that lady to find out if that's really her mom. She doesn't seem to be afraid. So, so far, if it's not her mom, the ghost is like chill. <laughs> the lady, the the most chill person in the whole story was the lady. She was like, I'm telling you, this is just my mom. Like, bro, what if she, she helps us out, close the door? Um, He's like, and I turned around and there was no 65 year old lady. <laughs> no groceries. Yeah. No van. There was no house. No house. Yeah. <laughs> We're in the middle of a cornfield. He's like, I made this all up. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> what the hell? 
He looks into the bag. He's like, what? Totino's pizza rolls. <laughs> it's not even Red Baron. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say I have a uh, cousin who's a first responder, Mm. and um, he was an EMT and a lady's having a baby in the ambulance, and it's his turn to ride in the back. His his buddy is driving. Mm -hmm. So he's back there, and she's full on having this baby. So he's like, all right, let's do this thing. He's excited. Mm. This is my first baby. Mm. Pop him out. Get your legs up. Ma'am, <laughs> we're doing this thing. So he puts on some latex and he gets ready and he's like, okay, push. And she's like, ah, ah. I think I already know. And he looks down to the baby that just came into his hands and it is a massive turd. That's common. And he was like, ah. And so he just like takes off his gloves. He like looked at his partner and his partner's like just shakes his head, <laughs> took his gloves out and got the actual baby. And he's is like, a, that is common though, right? Yeah. But he's like the first baby I gave, uh, I birthed was a, a turd. So. <laughs> That's so funny. Could be said about most children anyways. Ah. I'm glad I know that's common. I'm so ignorant when it comes to girl stuff, dude. I had no <laughs> sisters growing up. <laughs> it's like, what? how does that work, dude? <laughs> I've talked to like three girls my entire life. Yeah. <laughs> no. And um, weirdly, their anatomy like doesn't come up in just regular conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when a boy and girl like each other. Um, speaking of bodies, <laughs> did yes. you know? Oh, man. Okay, there's uh, two threads that I was reading on Ask Reddit. And the first question was, what is the one fact you know? What's the one WTF fact you know? Nice. You know? Mm. And this person named like a specific, like a couple of chemicals that almost everybody has in their household, you know, like cleaning items and whatnot. He's like, if you combine all of them and you have this much amount, a body will take three hours to like completely dissolve in that. Was it like Coke, Coke Zero, and <laughs> Diet Coke? I, I can't remember, but yeah, he was yeah, saying... I'm just curious. What were those things? <laughs> <laughs> no, he was saying the reason he knew that is because he worked in like a butcher shop. Okay. So they mm. would cut off all the meat and everything and everything, like all the excess, like the bones and stuff um, that they wouldn't sell or use. They would throw it in the acid. And it would dissolve. So, I have another question. What's up? (laughs) What profession are you the most suspect of? Like, if if there was a lineup of a hundred people with different professions, which one would you be like? That mofo is the killer. I have mine. Uh, President of the United States. (laughs) Oh, getting political. Dude, all these people get away with so many things. I mean, like sociopathic murder, not like for the greater good. (laughs) I don't know. That's a good. What what do you? You have something in mind? I do. You don't have a question. You have an answer, dog. Let's hear the answer. (laughs) I ask my question to hear me speak. (laughs) Uh, Taxidermist. I'm the most suspect of like taxidermist, especially bad. Dude, just think about that. Like, who gets into taxidermy? 
my, and if you're a taxidermist, my bad, my, my bad. My girlfriend's <laughs> stepfather. Oh, he's a hunter. Sick. Sick. You go upstairs. When I first went to their house for the first time, I go upstairs and like, I see, I start seeing things. You yeah, know, on the second floor, and. Slowly, I start seeing like, a bear at eye level with me. <laughs> like, what the bro? At any point, like you, you got a visiting bear them, in your house. <laughs> yeah. At any point, you visiting them the first time, did it feel like get out? <laughs> bro, I've I felt like get out for the past seven years. Okay, no, actually, no lie. Um, a few months ago, when summer was ending, um, my girlfriend's family they have a cabin in Idaho. Uh huh. And by this point, we were dating for a couple weeks, not even a month. But she invited me out to, you know, the cabin. Mm, and none okay. of the, uh, okay. the family went and did their own thing. So it was mostly like just all of like our friends who were there. So I was a lot more comfortable because I knew all the people who were going to be there, at least our friend group. But I had to go a day late because I had a wedding in Boise. And this cabin was on the opposite side of the state. So I went to the wedding that night, slept over my aunt and uncle's house in Boise. In the morning, I drove across the state to meet up with them. And this place was in the country. It was in the country. And I was like, I could scream and nobody would hear me or care. (laughs) But driving to the house, I just thought of get out. I was like, man. These white people finna murder me right now. (laughs) DJ walks in and her mom's like... (laughs) (laughs) with the teeth yeah like what are you doing but uh does your girlfriend's stepdad is he the one who actually sits there and cuts the animals open or does he send it away to get done oh good question i don't know i don't know if they send it to a butcher or if he does it or if he knows how and a lot of people just send it to some taxidermist Hmm. i'm not saying that he does but a lot of people do. Yeah. But he's into the end product. That's fine. Like, I can appreciate that. Okay. But the, the actual per- the person, person who, like, is driven to do that. Mm. If it's a family profession, I get that. But if I meet someone and they, they're an accountant and they just say they have an urge to stuff animals and pose them, I'd be a little suspicious. Not super. I'm suspicious of sales people. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. That's who I'd be like, that's the serial killer for sure. Butchers is kind of terrifying. Um, I do know kind of going with that, there was, I was listening to, it was either My Favorite Murder or Crime Junkie, but this farmer, he would he was like, his kill count was super high. And what he would do is he'd take them in the butcher. He had like a, a slaughterhouse on his property and then he would, kill them there and then drive them to this like meat plant and chuck them in this grinder which is like yeah if you're in that line you know how to like get rid of bodies hopefully (laughs) the other reddit thread that i was reading was first responders of reddit Mm. what's the most terrifying thing that you've seen on your job very nsfl thread oh gosh and this is very graphic but the one that hit me the most. So fast forward if you were queasy or driving. But it was an EMT. They were told it was a car crash. Oh. With several people in the car. 
And they get there, and the car is flipped upside down, and they notice that it was a convertible, and the car dragged on the ground for 20, 30 yards before coming to a stop. Well, damn. <laughs> oh gosh! Thank you for listening. <laughs> so, you have any stories, Charles? <laughs> no, I'm good, Doc. <laughs> All right, I do. Mm, nice. First one I'm going to tell, just because it's kind of on theme, is from our friend Kevin. So this happened to Kevin when he was growing up. A friend of his invited him to come sleep over at his house. And his friend's dad was an architect and had built their house out in New Mexico away from everything. So it's out in the desert and the nearest house is several acres away. And they decided to sleep out on the trampoline. Did you guys ever do, do that growing up? We never All had seems- a trampoline. <laughs> That's sensitive, Charles. <laughs> Trampoline's not in Sean's vocabulary. Um, yeah, a couple times, and it always seemed like the best idea, and then you wake up, though it's the worst idea. <laughs> and in Hawaii, it's humid there. Twice so the everyone, worst idea. So so everyone's sweating. each other's sweat. And mosquitoes. Oh, my oh. gosh. So That sucks. Yeah, so we, we used to do it all the time, and you're like so stoked, and then, yeah, like an hour later, you're all in the middle in this <laughs> crevasse, yeah, just spooning each other, like two inches from the ground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, they decided to sleep out on the trampoline. It's out in the de- so picture just a house and then desert for as far as you can see. And they're laying there and they're talking and laughing. And I'm sure Kevin's just being so quiet. (laughs) And, you know, they're kind of nodding off. And Kevin rolls over and he's looking. And and it's not a full moon, so it's really dark. But he can see the outline of the house. And as he's looking at the house, he realizes that there is a silhouette of a man crouching on the roof. So quickly, Kevin goes, hey, do you see that? His friend looks at it and goes, I think that's just the air, the air conditioning. Kevin looks at it and he counts and there's two boxes and one shape that looks like a man crouching. <laughs> and Kevin goes, how many air conditionings do you have? Do you have three? And his friend goes, I don't think so. And so they both get terrified and they're like, I think someone's watching us. And they stay there for like an hour staring at this shape. And when Kevin was describing it, he crouched down on the ground like in a leering position and said, this is exactly what it looked like. And they stare at it. They're, they're petrified. They don't want to move. And they stare at it as long as they can until they fall asleep. And in the morning, Kevin wakes up, and the first thing he does is look at the house. And this time, he can only count two shapes oh, on the house. Oh, shit. That's so 
freaking stupid. <laughs> and he said, like, he has no idea what it was. What he legit thinks it was is someone was on the roof watching them sleep. That's creepy. It reminds me of Signs. It reminded me of It Follows. Okay, so this next story comes to us out of rural... Compton. <laughs> Straight out of Compton. Close. Rural Georgia. Ooh, that's close. So this kid also yeah, this kid is also young, and he's said he got to do. It was super exciting for him. He got to his parents would let him sleep in the living room on the weekends. Ooh, <laughs> what a treat! And actually, like I used to do that, and it was so fun. I didn't have a TV in my room growing up, so being able to sleep on the weekends was like, or in the living room on the weekend was like. I Sick. always prefer I guess, sleeping yeah. in my bed. <laughs> oh, true. On the couch, <laughs> building a fort. Yes. Mm-hmm. Dude, uh, but I always slept on the long couch, and my little sister slept on the short couch. And our little brother, since I had the long couch, would sleep on the long couch with me. The long couch. And every freaking time, I'd be asleep, and I'd wake up, and he'd just be breathing in my mouth. <laughs> <sighs> And I'd be like, uh, 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 like push him and turn around. I'd be pissed. Anyway, so this kid gets to sleep in the living room. And he goes out there. He's watching TV with um, aspirations of staying up all night, but he quickly falls asleep. And in the middle of a deep sleep, for no, for a reason he can't explain, he sits bolt upright on the couch. And he said it's to a tingling feeling and fear is through him, like his his hair standing on end. And he sits straight up and he looks out the living room window. And this is rural Georgia with big trees all around his home. And through the moonlight, he can see right outside his house, a man sitting in the tree. And he's staring in at him. Instantly jumps up, runs to his dad's room, tells him everything that's happening. His dad jumps up and grabs something. Um, The dog by this time is like snarling at the window, grabs the dog, opens the door, and they go outside. So he's like freaking out, crying, telling his mom what's happening. His dad comes back in, says he couldn't find anything. And so he decides, you know what, I'm going to go. I'm just going to go to my room and sleep in my room. F this. So he goes to his room. His dad is like pacing the house, just watching, making sure nothing else is happening. And he's able to finally fall asleep. But right before he falls asleep, he gets a feeling and he opens his eyes. Shit. And he sees his window. And right in the middle of the window is the face of a man. And by the moonlight again, the man's staring at him and he's staring right back. The man just puts a finger to his mouth and says, shh. And then turns and runs straight away from the window. Oh my gosh. So he can see the man just running. And he screamed and couldn't sleep for that whole night. Um, that actually reminded me. So when I was living down in Kentucky... They have these weeping willow trees 
and I don't know if that's the kind of tree that was outside their house, but weeping willow trees also have like kind of mystery around them just because they're so creepy looking and huge. They just cover a huge area. And we had one right outside our Civil War house. <laughs> um, and it's just super creepy at night, especially. Mm. So I I don't know if that's the kind of tree that whatever this dude was chilling in, but that would be terrifying because you kind of can't see it until you really focus. Dude, that's like, I've, I've said it before, but my least favorite story or the one I want to be in the least is like, Things messing with me while I'm sleeping or about to sleep because you're so vulnerable. Yeah. Should I hit one more or should we wrap this up? F it. I'm telling it. (laughs) So this kid is sitting in his room super late at night and he's playing video games. And I swear I'm not making this up. He says it's around 3 a.m. And as he's playing video games, his phone... mm, he looks down. That was accurate. Dude, I thought my phone was ringing. Yeah. <laughs> that was my mouth, y'all. <laughs> anyway, phone starts to ring, and he looks down, and it's his sister. And he thinks, he thinks to himself, that's weird, because she's just down the hall. Like If she wanted to talk, she could walk to my door. I'd call. So he grabs the phone, and as he picks it up, call ends. So I think that's kind of weird. And he's like, I'm going to go see what's up. So he gets up, opens his door, walks down the hall. And as he puts his hand on the doorknob, his sister begins to scream bloody murder. So he grabs the door, twists it, throws it open. And his sister is just thrashing in her bed, like freaking out. And he's like, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? And it takes a while to calm her down. She's freaking out. Hysterical. So when she's calmed down enough to talk, his parents are there and stuff like that. Um, She says, I woke up and two inches from my face was a shadow leaning over me. And then you came in. And he goes, well, when did you call me? She's like, I didn't call you. And he goes, yeah, you did. Swipes up on his phone and shows her, you called me. She goes, I don't even have my phone. And turns out her phone was downstairs in her purse. What? On the counter in the kitchen. Oh, freak, dude. And he was in the living room? (laughs) No, he was in his room playing video games. Oh, okay. I thought he was playing video games in the living room. No, my bad. No, no, you're good. But yeah. That's like the first sleep paralysis story I've heard with like some sort of warning or cry for help signaling to the brother or something. Yeah, that's crazy. So it's almost this person was like, I want to break into their house and steal their phone, but I'm going to be helpful to you. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe it was like the sister's shine calling for help. Maybe. The Shine. Do you guys believe in anything like The Shine? Or telepathic or telepathy, being able to reach out? Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I do. (laughs) It's like you can 
sense when someone's looking at you. So they like, did a study with that. Yeah. And apparently, this is just what I've heard. Maybe we could look it up, but um, scientifically proven, more often than not, you can tell if someone's like staring at the back of your head. Yeah. You can feel it. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. That just sent chills down my spine because everybody's felt that. Oh, yeah. Everybody's felt that. Well, the kid in the Georgia story sat straight up because mm-hmm. he knew someone was watching him. Yep. And then again in his room, he opened his eyes because he felt it. My cousin, Kamalu. sense. <laughs> DJ's is pasta. <laughs> Inside story, sorry. My cousin, Kamalu, I would sleep over his house all the time. And he had three brothers. So the five of us would just play video games all night. Yeah, boy. <laughs> and since it's on console... One person had to sit out, <laughs> but we trade off, you know, like every loser, ride. loser gives up the controller. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, every time we'd sleep over, Oh, I just remembered something. Okay. Two things. Continuing with this first one, they had a living room with a really high ceiling, really high ceiling. And they had a fireplace. And if you look to the top of the fireplace and over a little to the left, there's a window. And it was like, not on the roof, but like at the top of like the wall, pretty much. So almost like a skylight, but not on the roof. So no one, no one's standing outside of it looking in. No, it's way too high. Yeah. Yeah. But he would always have dreams. Whenever I slept over, everybody slept in the living room. The TV was in the living room. We'd all play there and uh, crash there as well on the couches and on the floor. And he would always have a dream when he was just sleeping downstairs of what he would describe as a banshee just floating outside the window, like staring at him. And in his dream, he's just paralyzed with fear until he blacks out and he's sleeping again. And he would wake up in the middle of the night and he wouldn't see anything there, but it would terrify him when he was up. And he's just like, I just want to be asleep. And when I'm asleep, not have that dream. (laughs) Every time I slept over their house, this is the second story. I've never had this anywhere except for when I sleep at their house. And this was like my, this family was really close with my family. They're my cousins. And Kamalu was my best friend. We did everything together since we were four years old. Um, and they lived down the street from us. So we saw them all the time. But every time I slept over their house, in the middle of the night, I'd get the worst cramp, like, in my hamstring. And I'd shoot up in the middle of the night, and I'd have to stand up and, like, stretch it out. And it would be so sore because Kamalu can attest to this, and so can his brothers, because they would hear me, and I'd just be like, ah, ah. And I'd, like, stand up in the middle of the night, so tired, but just a sharp pain in the back of my leg, and I'd have to stretch it out. And then the pain would go away, and then I would crash on the bed and go right back to sleep on the couch. Oh, It's so weird, but I totally forgot about that. But it never happened anywhere else. <laughs> if I slept in the room, it wouldn't happen. In the living room, it would happen. At home, I've never had it anywhere else. See, one of the brothers just kicking you right now. <laughs> <laughs> but it was the craziest cramp, just like pinching my hamstring almost, like the nerve. Oh. Just like so sore. Dude, that it, happened to me when I was on a Spartan race, bro. Really? At the very end, 
my last second to last obstacle, I have to jump to it. This is after running 13 miles. I jump, grab onto it with my arms, and both of my calves just seize up. (laughs) (laughs) And they're just stuck straight out like my foot after the jump. So I pull myself up without using my legs and just lay on the platform for like a good 30 seconds watching people go by me. And then I kind of sit back up and like, reach to my feet and finally pull my feet back so they uncramp. Oh. <laughs> Cramps are the worst. That's funny. But that makes sense to me because you're pushing your body, you know, to its limit in a Spartan race. So it makes f- sense that after a while, your body would start failing you. Yeah. For me, I was just sleeping. There was only a banshee outside. <laughs> I just ate snacks and played video games. <laughs> Dude, those video games must have been intense, bro. <laughs> so... If you're listening to this and you're trying to fall asleep and you feel like someone's watching you, chances are they are. They probably are. Mm. And with that said, trust your gut, watch your back. Bye, love you, be safe. I've been thinking how to end this for a while now. And something that I actually do say, and I'm just going to start saying is, if you're under the blankets, it can't get you. Ooh, I kind of like that, dog. It's true. It's like the first defense. They see you put that blanket over you, and they're like, damn. You good. Thwarted. Tomorrow. (laughs) I'll I'll be back. (laughs) Yeah. Thwarted. (laughs) It's a good word. $10 word. Yeah. But uh, we'll see you next time, folks. Bye. Peace. My name is Bill Huffman, and I am a former Cleveland News producer, and I am now the host of the podcast, Who Killed? I began the show focusing on the unsolved murder of Amy Mihaljevic, and now each week I explore a different case with a focus on some of the victims who don't get the attention they deserve. I have a deep catalog of over 225 episodes, so there is a guarantee there will be something for you. Who Killed is an evergreen podcast killer podcasts and slow burn media production subscribe today wherever you get your favorite shows 24 hours ago i found out the person that i'd been dating and seeing for the last six months as a con man that is my sister emma andrew tonks's lies had been so convincing she'd invested three hundred thousand dollars with him however the tables were about to turn on andrew What he didn't know was that Emma had discovered his real identity. But to get any chance of justice, Emma had to act like it was business as usual. Coming up in this series... And that's when murder, all this stuff goes through my mind. I'm really, really scared. I'm assuming Sarah has watched too much Netflix and figures I've been defrauding you. Couldn't be further from the truth. That's what this was, a real-life story that seems so unbelievable, but it was actually true. A true story that all starts with one simple swipe to the right. I'm Sarah Ferris. And I'm Emma Ferris. And this is my story, Conning the Con.